Hey, Shipper City. Thanks for listening. Before we jump into the episode, do me a favor and consider tapping that support this podcast link in your favorite podcast player. Every little bit helps us stay on the air and keeps us creating the content that you love. Be sure to follow along on social. We are on Tumblr, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, all at iShipItPod. You can head over to the website, iShipItPod.com, to sign up for email updates when new episodes are released. And you can send us emails at iShipItPod at gmail.com. And remember to rate and review us on whatever platform you're listening to and tell your friends that you ship it. So take a second, do all of that while you enjoy a word from our sponsors. Thor ate a lot of Pop-Tarts in these fanfics. It is a hot garbage fire. Do you not know what sex pollen is? I mean, phantom seed. <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't care. I ship it. Hey there, geek girls, geek boys, and geeks beyond the binary. This is Emily J with the I Ship It podcast, your safe space on the internet for fan fiction, fandom, and all that stuff you've been pretending you're not reading on your phones. Big old thanks to Chelsea for stopping by last week to celebrate our podcast's second birthday. And thanks for everybody who reached out and said nice things and listened to the episode and has been listening to the episodes for the last two years. It's been a really fun, 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 fun journey, and I hope we have some more years ahead of us together. Um, I did want to jump right in with some good stuff that's been happening lately. I mean, been happening. Something fun that happened exactly today. Uh, When Nia was here the first time, if you recall, way back in January of 2019, when the world was still like the world and not on fire, um, Nia equated fandom to two people wearing the same hat, spotting each other across the street, pointing to their hats and going, same hat, same hat. And it, when she first said it, I thought, mm, I mean, I guess I get it. And then the more I've thought about it and the more I've experienced fandom from this different perspective, she's absolutely right. I don't know that she came up with that metaphor herself. I'm pretty sure she told me she didn't, but... um. It's so accurate and so apt. And then today, something wonderful happened. I take a walk most days. Um, I just there's a track near our house that like a uh, it's like a middle school or something. Obviously, there's no school, so the track is not in use. So anybody can go and walk on it. And I like to go early because there's never anybody there, and I hate people. And so I wear this offensively bright pink um jacket to it's high visibility and it's just pretty and like it's it's a really offensive color it's so ridiculously bright you've all seen this bright pink color it's in any kind of exercise what have you it's moisture wicking who cares that doesn't matter um the point is it has pockets and my fucking leggings don't because life is unfair so that's why i wear it anyway today there were two other groups I guess uh there was a group of three women who were all walking with masks thank you um and social distancing and then there was one other woman walking by herself and then there was me and we were all like occupying a third of the tracks we were all like moving in a perfect triangle together and one of the women in the group across like across from me I stopped to um to stretch and she glanced over at me and she was like pointed 
And I kind of like Spider-Man pointed back. And then she did this like really impressive flexibility move where she did like a perfect toe touch and like hauled her leg up so that I could see she had a pair of sneakers on that were exactly the same bright pink that I was wearing, but they were on her shoes. And then like together we looked and we like pointed at each other like Spider-Man. And then we looked and we pointed across the way where the third woman, the third part of our outfit had stopped because she was wearing a bright pink hat, the same shade. And we both stopped like lunatics and pointed to her. And she, of course, I assume you can't be pointed at by two total strangers and not also stop and point. Because then she like realized what we were doing and pointed at both of us. And it was like this perfect, beautiful triangle of like, I couldn't have choreographed this better. Everybody would have missed a beat if I tried it. It was so wonderful and so delightful. And it was like this holy triad, this like beautiful, obnoxious, pink, bright fandom happening on the on the track. It was just like, people are okay sometimes, you know? Mostly they're horrible. But today, those two women and me, we were okay. We were bright fucking pink and nobody was going to miss us. And we were all together, but apart socially um and that was my that was my beautiful way I started the day I don't think I I mean this is fine everything else has been okay since then but that was really a peak moment at 7 30 in the morning so you know the rest of the day was gonna be a little a little bit of a letdown after that but I'm so glad I had that experience um because it really did make me actually think of Nia's thing about same hat same hat and how uh how fun it is to be able to connect with people <laughs> on something that can be superficial, like bright pink accessories, or a little bit, you know, means something more to you, like like the way we connect with each other through fandom or because of fandom. And I just, um, it just made me really happy. <laughs> so to the the two legends who participated in that moment with me on the track this morning, thank you. I hope you're having a great life. And um, I wish you all the best. And I mean that from the bottom of my bright pink heart. So I know you feel the same way because I feel that we connected for a moment. And I'll carry that moment with me for the rest of my life. How about that? Uh, Other things that happened this week that were good. (laughs) Nothing, really nothing's going to top the the pink moment. But um, randomly... Our sweet, silent, sexy producer brought home some wildflowers from a bike ride, daisies and, uh, not lilacs, lavender, and these purple truffula tree type looking things that are so pretty, although they do shed. Um, And it's just like, it's a weird thing for me to want to bring up and like tell you how happy it makes me, but it makes me so happy to look at these wildflowers just like sitting on our table, like the cats aren't messing with them, and they're just... They're just making the room brighter and better and and make me happy every time I see them. It's been a while since I had flowers in the house because the cats, oh, I mean, we have so many plants and and things growing all the time, but like actual cut flowers, I just never buy them because the cats just eat them and knock them over and cause extra stress. But these ones, they're leaving alone. Watch I say this and I'll go out and Darcy will have laid waste to everything but for for the moment i mean it's been about a week and uh they've been unperturbed undisturbed cats unperturbed flowers undisturbed anyway 
it's just been nice. And and the way things are going lately, personally, globally, what have you, it's nice to have just um, just something nice that you can look at and, and feel good and it doesn't cost anything. And it's just this like pleasant little, mm, oh, mm. it's like a little forehead kiss from the universe every time I look at it. So thanks for bringing those home, honey. And uh, I encourage everybody else to get some wildflowers. They're growing everywhere right now. That's the beauty of summer. And you can go and pick some and then you'll just also get a forehead kiss from the universe. And won't that be nice? nice sound like my aunt she has she's the cutest and when something's going very well she or when she's enjoying something she looks at whoever's around and goes isn't this nice and so i feel this entire podcast is until we get to a segment that uh is not so nice the segment i'm talking about has has lain dormant for a moment um well no i guess i i was salty a couple weeks ago but you may have guessed it. Uh, it is time to return to Why So Salty for this week because I can no longer ignore. I hinted at a brief knowledge or of existence last week with Chelsea, but I can't ignore the elephant in the room any longer. And so today, the Why So Salty is the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. edition. Now... I am not watching Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. because why break a six and a half year tradition? I stopped watching Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Um, when they killed a beloved character in season two, I want to say. If you've watched the show, you know who I'm talking about. Uh, they killed this character for absolutely no reason. It added nothing to the show. Um, and it was a bullshit move. And no one thought it was a good idea, but they went along with it anyway. And it really killed my love for the show because I really liked that character. And um, and I, I hadn't really connected with anybody else other than them. I'm not going to say who it is if you want to watch and get your heart broken as well and you don't already know. But I, I gave up after that. Also, it being this like, tag along little sibling to the MCU kind of made it feel like watching the junior version of your favorite musical. I don't know if that that really lands, but like the junior version is usually like one act long and they cut out all of the 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 grim stuff, all the the serious stuff, all the stuff that makes the musical like really powerful. They like cut all that out. Um I don't know if you're not familiar with what I'm talking about. Maybe it's like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. always kind of felt like Diet Marvel to me. Like, like most of it's there, but it's not all that good. Like, it doesn't taste good. Anyway, they're in their last season, seven seasons, uh, whatever. And from everything I've read, they're using this season as this, like, retconning scapegoat trying to fix all of the plot holes that they created with Endgame. And like, gosh, boys, if only you thought about this for more than 14 seconds while writing the story that was supposed to wrap up a decade of threads and films and individual stories and serve as a cornerstone for an entire cinematic universe that you yourselves created. If only you had considered how long did it take to write the Endgame script? I really want to know. How many drafts were there? How many? 
because it seems like it was written in 30 minutes <laughs> with next to no consideration for the ramifications of things that were put into place. Um, and, and surprisingly, shockingly, uh, there, there are plot holes. There are things that were ripped up. I mentioned seam rippers in the last episode. Um, that's kind of what they do. Poor Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. It's not their fault that they're Diet Marvel, but they really are the the middle child, if you will. I won't say the, 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 the baby because they get all the hand-me-downs. They're the ignored middle child um, who tries to have their own life, their own shit, their own storyline. And then a movie will come out and it it literally does take like seam rippers all the way up the sides of whatever they've tried to do. Which, again, could be avoided if people would just fucking talk to each other. But they don't talk to each other, right? No, they don't. So instead of letting Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. be its own thing and wrap its shit up its own way, they have to fuck around with time travel again. Now, this kills me to say it with so much disdain because as you know, Shipper City, who loves time travel as a plot device more than me? Almost no one. I fucking love it. It's the goddamn tits as far as I'm concerned. But I do not trust this company. Yes, they're a company. They're not creators anymore. They're a company. I don't trust this company not to fuck up when they use time travel because they've proven that they don't know how to do it. So they're using time travel. And in the meantime, they're destroying my cannon ship. Back off of Pegasus, fuckos. All right. I watch the same shit that you do. And Peggy Carter and Daniel Sousa are fucking together. Okay. They are together. He is her husband. That's the end of it. None of this. Oh, we were together. And then her her star spangled boyfriend came back and blah, blah, blah. Now we broke up and it's fine. They're happy. And who cares? Fuck you. Fuck you you should have stuck with your fucking multiverse theory and not try to do all this back bullshit retconning where you're like turning Sousa into the winter fucking soldier how dare you daniel Sousa is an angel of pure light and happiness and you fuck around with his character like this in your last gasp of a series fuck you so there Keep him out of your backpedaling horseshit, but you're not going to because you keep stepping in gum trying to fix your fucking endgame bullshit. You can't fix it. It sucked. Get over it. If you stop fucking trying, maybe we'll all forget about it. I'm perfectly fine with watching that movie and ignoring the last five minutes, pretending they don't exist until I hear some about this shit and then it dredges it all up and I have to get on my podcast and scream at everybody. <sighs> I'm fine with ignoring it. You should ignore it too. Maybe you should pretend it didn't fucking happen. You seem to have no problem forgetting about 10 years of goddamn movies you yourselves have written leading up to a certain point. You screwed up. Screwed up. But it's fine. Just keep ignoring me. Just keep ignoring me and smearing shit over literally every part of the MCU and let me know how that works out for you. I don't know that it's going to. Thus concludes Why So Salty this week. So, speaking of time travel, though, there is something good uh, that happened or that I we stumbled upon recently, maybe two weeks ago. Um, we started watching Dark. 
which is a German show on Netflix. Um, we watched the first season dubbed into English, which is very sweet of Jer, because um, he knows how much I am addicted to my phone and have to look at it every 15 minutes or so. Um, it's entirely in German, so we watched it dubbed into English, and I don't recommend that. Um, there's a lot of characters, and it's a pretty complicated storyline. Uh, I mean, I guess it's a simple idea, but it's a pretty complicated storyline the way they've laid it out. It's not hard to follow, but there's something about voices that don't match with the actor um, that makes it more difficult, for me at least anyway, um, to to kind of set in your mind as to who is who and what's going on. Um, so we watched, we started the second season in with subtitles, and it's so much easier to follow, and you know, it's a nice uh, reason to have to put my phone down for 45 minutes to an hour to watch an episode because it's really good. And they are doing time travel. They're doing it right. They're doing it closed loop predestination style. And it's so weird and it's really interesting. And there's some serious darkness. Ha <laughs> get it because it's dark. Um, the show is called Dark. It's a dark show. And it's really compelling. The final season just came out this past weekend so if you are interested if i'm doing any sort of good job about selling this to you um you can watch the full thing in its entirety no more waiting just instant gratification which is what we all want so if you want to watch good time travel watch dark say fuck off to agents of shield because uh they they've been they've they're unfortunately they're a product of marvel who've who've uh, let us know they don't know what they're doing. So check that out instead, all right? And that that's a nice little segue into happier things um, and things that Netflix gave us. And our topic of the week is a Netflix original that I didn't realize was could also be a fusion type thing. So back in 2015, I want to say, um, Lana and Lily Wachowski, uh, creators of The Matrix and other amazing things like Cloud Atlas, which is one of my favorite movies of all time, and um, Jupiter Ascending and all kinds of great stuff. They created a show uh, called Sense8. Now, Sense8 is the story of eight people from all over the world, all different walks of life, um, sharing a single consciousness so they each have like the ability to they're psychically linked telepathically linked to seven other people in this what they call it a cluster and if and this thing happening is called sensate um so they can visit each other they can experience what the other one's experiencing um they can read each other's minds and or not really read each other's minds, but they're psychically linked. So they can hear each other's thoughts, I guess, but only if they project, I don't really know how that works. But there's some level of privacy within their little cluster, but um, they're all basically, they're sharing a consciousness. So they can take over each other's bodies. They can, um, they can do all kinds of really cool things. So it's a really, really cool idea. It's a crime and a shame and uh, one of those things that happens where we scream and we cry for shows 
with uh, greater representation. And then when we get it, nobody fucking watches it. <laughs> um, there's so many, I mean, there, there are so many characters in this, you know, there's, there's so many, I guess, boxes that gets checked. I mean, we have, there's, there's Nomi, who's a trans woman living in San Francisco. There's uh, Lido, who is a, uh, he's a closeted gay telenovela star in Mexico City. Lido is my favorite of the Sensates because he's so funny and he's so beautiful and soulful. And you also get to see his performance in these telenovelas, which if you don't know, uh, one of Shipper City, one of my secret loves is a solid, bad, over-the-top telenovela. <laughs> or any, really, any any soap opera that's so crazy and over-the-top. Um, I love the the crazy, dramatic close-ups and the weird camera angles and the music and the the high-stakes drama. Oh, my God, I love it so much. So much more than American soap operas. Anyway, Lido is a, like I said, he's a telenovela star, and he is gay, but he is in the closet um, because of his career. Uh, there's Wolfgang. He's a gangster in Germany. Uh, Sun is in... I want to say Sun is in South Korea. I want to say she's in Seoul. I'm pretty sure she's in Seoul. Um, but she is, uh, she's a boxer. She's like a like a champion boxer, but she's also works for her family who's fucking crazy and there's a whole bunch of shit that goes on with them. Oh, poor Sun. Um, Kala in India, she's a biochemist. Um, I mean, I've got five. Who am I missing here? Oh, Will Gorski is a cop from Chicago. And uh, Riley Blue, she's a DJ in uh, Norway, I want to say. Iceland. No, she's in Iceland. And then uh, Kafis is a, he, he, drives a, he drives a bus or a van. He's a private chauffeur, I think, in, um, in a uh, country in Africa. And I can't remember which one it is. Shit. Um, but uh, so they're all over the world. And they all kind of come on, on come online basically to each other uh, at the same time. They're all adults, so this is a new thing that's happening. And it was shot all over the world, so there's like global crew and this beautiful, 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 wonderful found family element. Um, these people love each other. They support each other. They save each other's lives. There's this great chase scene it's in the first episode so i'm not really spoiling anything there's a chase scene um where nomi is being pursued by the police in san francisco and the cop will shows up and he talks her through everything that the cops are going to do if they're going by the book uh so that she can be one step ahead of them and get away um but then you know he gets her into a car and she's like, shit, does anybody know how to drive? And Kafis takes over and he's like, I do. And so he drives the car for her. It's so cool. It's so, 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 so cool. And they love each other so much, but they never, they've never met each other. Um, there's just, there's so much, li there's so many little things that happen. Like some, like there's an episode where, you know, Lido walks past a mirror and it's actually Sun's reflection that he sees. And... Um, you know, somebody else is having a bad day, but he's stuck in traffic. So he's like projecting all of his rage about what he's seeing in their eyes onto the people. And it's, it's just guys, 
please watch Sensei. There's uh, this is this is my issue. So nobody apparently nobody watched it except like me and Jer and ten other people. Um, and Netflix canceled it after two seasons because they said it was too expensive to make. Fine, Netflix, whatever. Um, but fuck off because you spent an embarrassing amount of money to keep Friends, the full canon of Friends on your streaming service so i don't actually want to hear from you because um your budgeting is not quite in line with anything that resembles good taste they did however the wachowskis did get to make a movie uh to wrap everything up so it's like two hours i think so there's two full seasons and then there's a two-hour movie that that wraps everything up um because they were planning on a third season and of course they didn't get it so it's it's a complete story. It could have gone on for so much longer. There was so much more I wanted to see them do. But what they did was pretty beautiful. And um, unlike so much of the, I mean, with, like so much of the Wachowski's work, unlike anything I've ever seen before, um, so beautifully shot, so beautifully handled, so beautifully written. Some of the, oh my God, some of the lines just... If you can get through a season without crying, I will be in shock. And consider that maybe you are holding on to some stuff that you need to let go of because it's it should make you cry. There are so many beautiful moments. And I mean, legitimate sad moments too. Like there's a lot, they cover a lot of ground in in these, these seasons. And uh, whew, it just, it's it's rich, you know? I don't know how else to describe this. Now, I have talked about this show to a lot of people. Number one favorite interaction about Sensate has to be, without a doubt, uh, I'd watched three episodes in 2015. And I was working for a, a, a family restaurant chain. Don't need to say what it is. And my district manager was there that day. Um, and kind of a square i mean it's no big deal but not really we're not like we and we weren't friends by any stretch of the imagination but he just randomly was like oh hey what are you watching anything on tv lately anything good or whatever trying to make you know conversation and i three episodes okay i was like oh yeah i just started watching this show called sensate and i i went through this whole description of everything that's great about it and he was like oh yeah that sounds interesting so i go home that night i watch episode four Episode four has an outrageously long orgy scene um, between all of the sensates. So everybody's basically, well, most of the people in the cluster are having sex with people outside of the cluster, but everybody in the cluster is experiencing that. So it's a lovely scene, um, but it's a pretty intense orgy. And uh, and it goes on for a while. It's a it's a long scene. There's nothing implied about it. It's you know what exactly what's going on, um, which is something I love about the Wachowskis. They don't shy away from anything because it's like, oh, that's not kosher. Blah blah blah. No, there's a lot of shit that get it that gets explored, and and a lot of it is explored sexually, um, because they're grownups. And so I watched that, and I was like, oh god, I told I told my district manager. I almost said his name. I won't do that. I told my district manager <laughs> to watch the show. And what if he watches this orgy? What will happen? Um, I tell you what's hap- what will happen. Uh, he will come to the restaurant the next time and be like, 
Now, he's an awkward middle-aged man, okay? I was not expecting to hear about this, but he was like, so uh, my wife and I watched that uh, that sensei that you told us told me about. I was like, oh, yeah, how um, did you did you like it? And he was like, it was uh, it's pretty, uh, pretty trippy stuff. And he looked very intense. And I was like, did you watch the whole thing? And he was like, uh, yeah, yeah, we watched. Yeah, we just finished it last night. And I was like, oh, cool. <laughs> and then we just like looked at each other for a while and like, great. Now I know that my district manager and I have experience the same orgy that's great thankfully i was able to quit that job a year later and we never spoke of it again but just so if you're up to three episodes and you want to share and spread the word um and you may be uncomfortable having witnessed the same orgy as a a boss figure uh keep that in mind um it doesn't i don't think i've taken anything away from the storyline by telling you that's a thing that happens in fact if nothing else i think you should be more interested in watching it if i know you citizens of shipper city and i think by this point i think i do um so anyway i was thinking about sensei as i so often do and like i need another au right i need another au like i need a fucking hole in the head um but i was like just put it out there on on the interwebs I was like, does anybody know if there's ever been a, a Marvel Sensei crossover where you take the idea of Sensei, but you apply it to, you know, some some Marvel characters. And somebody sent me a link and then somebody else chimed in about who they would put in their cluster and a bunch of other people splintered off into different headcanons. And, and I don't know that it spawned any actual fix, but a bunch of people started talking about it. And I'm such an asshole. I was like, oh, yeah, great. Cool. Thanks for replying. And then I'm looking at people's headcans like, yeah, listen, no, that's not the very specific uh, AU I had in mind with the right ships and the subplot that I invented in my own brain 20 seconds ago. So thanks, but no thanks. The ship, uh, the... The AU I want does not exist um, because it's, it's incredibly specific to my own personal tastes. And I'm pretty sure that if I want it, I have to write it. And I honestly am not going to. This is not me saying like, oh, yeah, like I did with, pra- <laughs> with practical magic or this you've got mail AU that I can't stop writing. Um, no, this is actually I'm not going to do it uh, because the idea is so complicated and I don't trust myself to be a good enough writer to do it any kind of justice. The good news is, the good news is that other people have written Sensei fan fiction. And it's not just about the show, um, but there are Sensei AUs out there. It's a, it's a few, they're called fusion fix. Um, it's like what happens with, uh, what happened with X-Files unexpectedly. Uh, so yeah, so I've got two fusion fix for you, Sensate AUs, and then I have three of the actual, um, with the actual cluster. So get a nice little taste of both this week. Um, starting it off though is called Echoes in Our Mind by Kristen Nuke and Nonimos, Nonimos, <laughs> um, or Anonymous, <laughs> I guess I could stop trying to be fancy, um, and that is, this is the the Marvel Sensate AU that was recommended to me when I put this question out in the universe. These are not, they said, this is not the ships that I like, blah, 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 but it is, uh, there is a Stucky 
element. And um, I read the first chapter, eight chapters, but it is 100,000 words. So it's a bit of an undertaking. I read the first chapter and I actually, I'm really interested. Um, They did a really good job of that initial sort of awakening um, that you see in the show and you see in other fusion um, fusion fix as well, that sort of coming online and what that, how jarring that is and how each person in the cluster experiences it differently. Uh, really, like I said, really good stuff. I will be going back to it, even though it's not the specific Marvel AU that I wanted. Um, it does have a lot of promise and it's very, very popular. So I felt good about recommending it because it is complete and already it's holding my attention so echoes in our mind just so you know um all right next one this one's a little fun uh it's called and it's golden this is the sensate au of the west wing by small blue and loud uh two fix in a series um the series is not complete so there may be more if not uh it's a pretty it's a pretty standard I guess if, if such a thing could be standard, it's a Sensate AU, but it's set in the West Wing, which I have recently gotten into um, just because I decided to write a f- story in which people were fans of the West Wing and I realized I'd never watched any of it. So had to educate myself quickly. And it's, it's just as good as everybody says it would be. And I assumed it was. It was. Um, but yeah, so I haven't read any fic for the West Wing, with the exception of this. Now, this had all my favorite things. This has uh, the this you know the intricacies of being in a cluster when you work in politics, where you shouldn't be sharing a lot of information. Um, it had snappy dialogue between some of the best characters on the show. The first fic I read was a Josh and Donna fic. Um, and they were really fun. They were a really fun connection, and this was a really interesting way to explore it of of um they this this author also does play with the sensate rules as to who's in a cluster and and what exactly entails um so it's definitely more of a fusion than a direct kind of direct au i guess Uh, but it also has uh the titles of taylor or lyrics from taylor swift songs as the titles of the fix and who loves taylor swift like this girl, no one <laughs> don't care. She probably has people who think they do, but they're wrong. So, uh, and it's golden by small blue and loud. All these links will always be for there for you on the show notes, but there that that's so, you know, so those are the two AUs that I found. There were more, um, but the ones that I read looking for these two, you really do need to be I would say probably strong fans of the show that they're based on and not just Sense8 because there's a lot that I didn't understand um, with the ones that I found. So these ones were kind of more accessible, I would say. And I'm here to help you guys out. And that's, you know, that's what I do. I give. Um, So the next one is called, I think this was appropriate since last last week was our second birthday. Uh, This one is, so now we're into the regular Sense8, you know, about the cluster. Uh, Sensate Fix is called Happy Birthday to All Eight of You by Pandemic. Womp womp to that uh, that username. But I'm sure they picked it prior to everything going on. So this is a, um, it's a really sweet and fluffy birthday fic. Uh, for the Sensates, they all share the same birthday. 
and they all get together for real, like actually visiting each other. Um, they all get together at Lido's house in Mexico City and um, celebrate their birthday together. And it's just, it's fluffy, it's sweet, it's found family AF. It's just like all the good things. It's beautiful. Um, next one is called I Love You, I Love You and All of Your Pieces. Unfortunately, it is by an orphaned account. So I don't know who wrote this fic um, and their account no longer exists, but they did leave the fic up, which I thought was very nice. And it's a beautiful fic. It's about Leto telling his his love, um, Hernando, uh, about about what's going on with his with his abilities with this this whole sensate thing, um, you know. And he's he's trying to figure out how to say it without making himself sound crazy. And that's something that they do explore a little bit of is, you know, if you tell somebody who's not experiencing this thing, the truth, it sounds like you've lost your mind. And um, so there's there's some fear there. There's there's a little bit of, you know, fear of rejection and fear of persecution and all kinds of other stuff going on with Lido and Hernando. Um, but it's a really, really beautiful, beautiful fic about again the 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 cluster does come together and um they're there to take care of each other and hernando's able to meet everybody in person and see that leto actually isn't crazy these are just the people that also live inside of his brain (laughs) and then the last one if you couldn't tell i did uh focus on leto and hernando fix because they're my favorite i love them so much um the last one is called change can do a soul good by andrea lynn and I wanted to end on this one because it is Pride Month and I am sad that I could not go. There was no Pride Parade. There was no Pride celebration this year because of the pandemic. Um, so I was sad that I couldn't go and celebrate and be, you know, with with my people. Go fly my, you know, I have these this great shirt about, you know, my buy Pride shirt that says both, both, both is good. That line from... Uh, uh, the road to El Dorado and it's just like one of my favorite things to do in a city is to go and celebrate pride because it's always a beautiful day and it's always wonderful it's a beautiful celebration um, and as pride month comes to a close it's been a weird one this year like every other goddamn month since March um, but this fic has Lido and Hernando going to San Francisco to celebrate pride with Nomi and her girlfriend Amanita who um, is played by, and I can't remember the actress's name, but she's played by the actress who played Martha Jones in Doctor Who. Um, And I realized as soon as I saw her that it was just Martha Jones that I didn't like. The actress is wonderful um, because Amanita is one of my, you know, I guess on my list, she's my third favorite character. And um, so Nomi and Amanita have Lido and Hernando with them for Pride. And it's just like a really, it's a beautiful celebration of a fic. And um, if it doesn't put a smile on your face, I I don't know what to tell you. I know it's dark, but these fics, I, I promise, even if you really don't know the show that well, um, it's about people who love each other and it's about people who take care of each other. And I don't know that there's anything, there's anything better than that. Um, in fanfic, in tv in film in art in life 
in general? Um, I don't think that there is. So that is the one I wanted to end on. If you read no other fix this week, please read that one. Change Can Do a Soul Good by Andrea Lynn. That is what I have for you guys this week. Um, Please continue to take care of yourselves. Please continue to follow the guidelines. And don't fucking travel if it's not necessary. Wear your goddamn mask all the time outside. Don't be around people. Social distance. All the things. Nothing's changed. Please continue to act as though nothing has changed. Remember those first couple weeks where we were all paranoid and crazy? Let's go back to that, but not, you know, sweeping the shelves at the grocery store. My one fan, Grimy, I live for you. Um, Saved my life this week. And the rest of you have a wonderful week. Enjoy your fix. And above all else, get your ship together. <laughs>